What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 260 of the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. It is here, Tom. The time has come. It is the 2022-2023 official Sorry Sports NBA preview. Can you believe with all the other crap going on that we are already at opening week? Season starts tomorrow, I believe, right? You are correct. Nice. Uh, it's good because I'm, t- I'm tired of the NFL already. It makes no sense. Um, I-, I swear wait, to God. Wait, wait, wait. You're tired of the NFL? I'm not tired of my Jets or your Giants okay. for that matter. Uh, looks like you guys found your head coach for the next 100 years. I'm really happy hey, for you guys. Looking, your, your coach is looking pretty good too, my friend. Um, but the rest of the NFL I am already tired of. I put in a teaser that I didn't think could lose yesterday, and I swear I think three out of the four t- – the Bucks lost yesterday. I mean – Oh, I know. I'm at, a, I'm at a legit loss for words. I would assume that you're out of your Survivor League. Oh, yeah, that went out week three. Nice. You made it one. uh, Another bullshit pick. Yep. So, yeah, I I think this league is going to. That was when the Chiefs lost to the Colts. Yeah. I remember it well. I don't know what's going on with the NFL. There's a lot wrong. We'll talk about that on Wednesday. We have to get this pod in. Uh, There's going to be a Yankees game played tonight. We just don't know at what time. Um, There's a little bit of weather going on in the great state of New York. So we'll have to see what time they play, but this might be the last game of the season. Yeah, it might. And we'll have it covered from pillar to post. There is already, I feel like we could have done three hours worth of content just on the first four games, but uh, that is not why we're here tonight, buddy. So do you want to lay out the, uh, the plan for everybody who, in case they forgot from years prior or are just getting on board with us for this preview this year? Yeah, pretty simple. Um, didn't do over-unders, nor did you, like I did in the NFL, um, just because I feel like this this league, there's going to be a lot of tanking going on this year. We're going to rank teams 15-1. to 1. Uh, Each conference obviously has 15 teams. Um, then we're going to give you our conference champs at the end of the West. We'll give you our finals champs, and we'll give out some individual awards, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, and... Uh, comeback player of the year I have or whatever whatever their version of it is most improved I guess it is yeah well I think there's a most improved and a comeback player but it doesn't matter we're we're gonna get to all of it yes sir yes sir all right we always start in the east right we always start in the east so let's do it again yeah and Sean this year when I was making my list I made it kind of hastily but obviously my NBA knowledge is second to none so I could do that right up Uh, there with your college football yeah now, I, you know I'm an NBA head, so I'm pretty confident in it. It's like you can draw a very fine line in both conferences and divide it up into three categories, in my opinion, and that's the tanking teams, they're going to be out of the playoffs, the play-in teams, and then the teams that actually have a shot at winning the title in both in both, in both both divisions, it seems like. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be a really interesting year for a lot of reasons, obviously, you know, we've already had a couple of top-end rookies, uh, most notably Holmgren, who's out for the year. So Oklahoma City, with their slew of picks and a couple of assets, will probably look to move them. you got tanking teams out west. you got tanking teams in the east. You've got all of these teams, I feel like, have a reason to watch, whether it's for the tankathon for Victor Wenambaya or whether it's for, obviously, um, whether it's for developing young players, anybody else in the lottery, like, I feel like when I was looking through the rosters, dude, and we're going to talk about all of them right here in a sec, 
I'm like, every single team has at least one or two players that are worth watching this year. No doubt about it. Outside of the Spurs and the Jazz, maybe all have players worth watching. Uh, the Spurs and the Jazz traded all those players away. So, yeah, Wembenyama, already watched some highlights on him. I'm very giddy about him. And then Scoot as well. Yep. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be – I mean, this is maybe like what it was positioning for the 04 dra- or the 03 draft. This might be what it's been, yeah. you know. I think it, Scoot – This is as crazy as possible, man. Early opinion for me, Scoot and Wenbanyama would have been the number one overall pick. Probably going back to the Davis draft, I think that's the last time I could see either of them not getting picked number one overall, honestly. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yes, and I have watched some, I don't know, probably 20 minutes worth of YouTube on each of them. I can respect that. You are already ready for June. Have to be as a Knicks fan. Uh, speaking of the Knicks, let's start off in the Eastern Conference. Let's do 15 through 11, then we'll do our playing, guys, and then we'll rank our top six. Is that cool? That sounds great to me, man. Why don't you lead us off? All right, 15 through 11, like I said earlier, it's it's kind of in tiers. Um, that's why we're ranking them this way. I feel like you could jumble the 15 through the 11 up. They're just all going to be there. I got the Pacers at 15, the Hornets at 14, the Wizards at 13, the Pistons at 12, and the Bulls at 11. Wow. Okay. Um, so you and I are going to disagree a little bit here. I have the Hornets at 15. I think they are really, really bad. Book night came out today that he was arrested for a DUI. Oh, we didn't know that. Holds with him. Uh, yeah, that just came down this afternoon. Um, so we're breaking news here on the pod, too. I have the Pacers at 14. They're eventually going to trade uh, Miles Turner, Buddy Heald. Uh, they're going to build around, um, obviously, Halliburton. Uh, I have the Magic at 13. They have a lot of talent. I don't know what Jalen Suggs' deal is. I, I know he suffered that injury. He could be out a long time. They should be a fun team regardless though right i have the wizards at 12 um i think that they're going to be in that limbo that they generally always are in pistons at 11 for me okay so you're keeping the bulls in the in the mix i'm assuming they're probably your 10 team yep i have them in the mix yeah i have the bulls out with that Lamelo injury um still have a lot of scoring on this team but i i I mean they fell off last year i think they're going to do it again this year Listen, the last time I predicted to make the Magic to make the playoffs and you laughed me off the pod, they did it. So I'm going for it again. Uh, aside from that, I think you could flip-flop any of our 12 through 15 picks and, and be right about who's the worst team in the NBA. The Hornets have the least talent, but I think the Pacers are going to give them a run for their money by the trade deadline. Um the, the real only question I have for this group is, is this the year that Bradley Beal finally forces his way out of Washington? Oh, man. Well, he just signed that contract extension, right? So Does that matter? It, I, I think it might, at least for this year. Uh, he's weird, man. He's had every opportunity to want out. Him and Lillard, I don't know if it's stubbornness. I don't know if I respect them or almost like have animosity towards them for not wanting to force their hand to a better situation because, I mean, I just don't know why he wants to stay in Washington this bad. This team is perpetually on the outside looking in. You know, you're looking at a Kristaps Porzingis. You obviously have um, you obviously have Kyle Kuzma. You know, this team is just not a good team. So I don't know what their end game is. 
I, I can't. I'm not. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he's going to stick it out through this year. But we'll have another February of trade, you know, trade speculation. What do you think? Oh yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about it until eventually it happens, and I think inevitably it will. To be honest with you, it's just kind of a matter of when. Um, yeah. So that's that's our our bottom out. I think the only disagreement we had there was I had the bolts out, you had the the magic out, but. Aside from that, it's just a matter of placement. Uh, all those teams are going to miss the playoffs. Any players to watch out of that group? I got, you know, obviously LaMelo. I, I think Halliburton, is, it's going to be his team. So he's going to put up big numbers on a losing team. I really want to watch the Pistons out of this group that we both mm-hmm. have in there. Just see what Ivy's got and see if Cade can really take that major step forward. I think he's a, a big-time candidate, him and Jalen Green, for um, – not comeback player of the year, but most improved player. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, listen, we saw what that Pistons team was after that. What was it like 11 and 42 start? Like they got pretty okay after that. They were at least competitive. They have some players on that team. Um, You know, the other team I'm really looking at, I know I don't have them going to the playoffs and and oddly enough, it's because they, they have too much talent. I think that I don't know how you're going to be able to, you know, figure out whose role is it. And that's the magic. I mean, obviously, you, you drafted Paolo Bancaro. I think he's going to step in and immediately make an impact. You got Franz Wagner, who was really good last year. Again, I don't know the whole deal with Jalen Suggs. But then you're looking at Cole Anthony. He has a lot of hero ball in him, all right? You got RJ Hampton. He has a lot of hero ball in him. Um, Mo Bamba and uh, Wendell Carter Jr., what's, what's that role going to be? There's been trade talk about Mo Bamba forever, even though he just re-signed this summer. So they're a really fun team. I think they're going to be entertaining as fuck, but I don't believe that's going to manifest in many wins. I mean, I don't think they're going to have many wins. I just think they're going to have more wins than the Bulls and be able to sneak into that last playing spot. That's just based off talent. Um I mean, I know the Bulls have some guys in Levine and, and Vucevic. Uh, we all like Caruso, but and obviously DeRozan. But, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they fell off Patrick last Williams year. Back. They fell off last year. I think they slowed down again this year. Um, so we already named 10. Let's go 9 through 6 now just because we already threw our 10 in there, both of us. You have the Bulls. I have the Magic. 9, I got the Knicks. 8, I got the Heat. Or excuse me, 8, I got the Hawks. 7, I got the Heat. 6, I got the Raptors. Ooh, okay. So I'm agreeing with you on your Knicks at nine. Uh, we'll talk about them in a minute. I think we have to give them a nice spot here because they're your team. Um, I have the Raptors at eight. I really like this team, but I, I don't know how much I like them compared to the Atlanta Hawks, who obviously brought in DeJounte Murray. They're still out of town on that team. And then I have Cleveland at six. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh... – I've got the Raptors and the Cavs higher than you. I just think Kyle Lowry sucks at this point in his career. Jimmy Butler's due for a couple injuries. I know Bam's a great player, but when he doesn't have great players around him, I don't think he really elevates his game that much. And I just don't see the Heat winning as many games this year. I think they needed to make a bigger splash than convincing me that Victor Olandipo is going to be the guy that he was in Indiana. Um, And they really didn't go out and get anybody this year in free agency, so... For me, that's why they're in this play-in section. They're obviously not bad enough to miss the playoffs. For the Hawks, I'm interested to see the Trey Young, DeJounte Murray experience, experiment, experience, whatever you want to go with. Um, Yeah, a little bit of both there. That's a good call. Um, I want to see Trey play off the ball before I believe it. Um, 
you know, everybody at the beginning of his career compared him to Steph. He's not Steph. Uh, Steph's Jeez. a better defender, better passer. Better uh, everything. Trey's a pretty good passer, but, yeah, he's better at everything pretty much, and Steph can play off the ball. He's been doing his whole career. So let's see if Trey can do it. Um, and I just don't I don't know about the continuity with this team. It seems like everybody's on the trade block every second. You know, John Collins has been traded for three years now, and he's still on the same team. <laughs> I know he has been, and and that's a fair point. I I put them in that number seven spot with that caveat too. Um, you know, for me, I just am a believer in what the Heat do. I, I watched them play, and they had a preseason game against my Nets, and I know it's preseason and blah blah blah, but it's like it's just the kind of players that they have on that team that I just know are going to give other teams such a pain in the ass time. I mean. You know, you got Max Struess, obviously, bam. You've got Hero, who signed the big contract extension. Guys like Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson's got to have a better year last year. Gabe Vincent, they drafted Nikola Jovic. So, like, I just have a feeling, like, I, I am never going to go against – they become the Patriots for me. Like, I just can never go against Spolstra and Riley and what that team is. But I understand your concerns. I just I think there's more talent in the league um, in the top end of the East, and that's why I have them there. Don't get me wrong. I think they can win the play-in game and even win a first round just off I the pedigree. I that in the playoffs last year, and they went to Game 7 of the East Finals. Yeah. Now let's talk about the Knicks. For me, it's a big Yankees year for the Knicks. For me, temper your expectations. I don't expect too much out of this team. I will be very disappointed if they miss the playoffs altogether. Um, I think they do have enough talent to beat the really bad teams, and they should be a shoe-in for the playoffs. A little concerned, Derek Rose is a year older. I think Cam Reddish is probably, I don't know if they're going to cut him or uh, trade him, a cat, trade him. he just got traded. I mean, I just don't think he's the guy. Um, but I do think they have a positive trade in them, in a Fournier, and then they could package a couple guys together, maybe get another big-time player in there if somebody becomes available. Uh, for for me, this team, what I'm looking for, obviously, I think, I think um, Jalen Brunson is what he is. I don't expect him to go up or down a level. I think he's going to average like a 16, 17 points a game, kind of be a game manager quarterback version where you know you don't expect him to go out there and throw 400 yards but he's going to be steady Eddie he's not going to turn the ball over um what I need to see is that RJ Barrett took another step forward and that Julius Randle isn't uh, uh whatever he was last year what however you want to describe that I have nothing positive to say about it that's what, I have so much to say and nothing's positive so I'll leave it at that <laughs> yeah, there's nothing positive. Like, can he meet in the middle? Can he be somewhere in between? Sure, I'll take 20, that. 2021 and the 21-22 year? Because if he is, that's still a very valuable player. And At the very finally, least, can we not, like, fight with fans and, and mope and whatever you were doing last year? Well, and you're finally not going to see him play point forward because you have a legitimate starting exactly. point guard now. So that's really fun. I do expect Barrett to take another leap. They gave him that contract extension. I think they they are very excited to build around him. And like you said, you've got Fournier. You've got other young assets in addition to Grimes, Reddish. McBride, got, yep. Yeah, Toppin. Like, all of these guys are going to be attractive for other teams. And I'm sure they were pissed that they missed out on, on Mitchell. I don't think that they expected Cleveland to blow the doors off of Utah. But, but hey, you know what? they are Again, very well yeah, I was just, just saying they're very well positioned for the next star. They are, and and we're not mad about that. Or me personally, as a Knicks fan, I thought that was 
I think Cleveland's in a much better position to win, which is why I have them ranked where I do. Um, and that trade was more important to them at this time in their whatever timeline than it would be for the Knicks. And I just thought that was way too high of a price to pay for the Knicks. So we're not mad about that over over here in New York City. No, and, and I understand that they missed out on another guy, but I don't think they missed out when you look at the haul that Cleveland gave up, like you said. Another low-key, just to put a bow on the Knicks, a low-key signing that I really liked is uh, Hartenstein, the center that played with the Clippers. I think he's going to yes. be a really good backup, especially knowing how injury-prone Mitch Robb is. Yes, and they did bring Robinson back. I was kind of hoping they didn't, but it's a team-friendly deal. The guy does get hurt all the time, but he makes a tremendous impact when he does play. So why do you have Toronto so high? I have them. I have them eight. You have them six. I just like I, I like this team. I think Siakam is going to repeat what he did in the second half of last season. Um, obviously, I really like Van Vliet, and I just think Scotty Barnes. I mean, is going to take a huge step forward, and 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 that'll be reflected in my what's the word uh, awards later. All right. Well, I mean, Siakam really played great in the second half of last year. They also, you know, they brought in Otto Porter Jr., who just won a championship with Golden State. I think that's a really good acquisition. And he's not even, I don't even think he's 30 yet, which is insanity. No, I think he's like 29. Yeah, 28-29. Obviously, I, I like Ananobi. I feel like every year, every NBA head is saying, oh, this is the year for Ananobi. He's going to take a step forward. I don't know about that, but I kind of like him where he is, anyways. Um, I, I just I like this team. Gary Trent Jr. on it as well. I think this team's got a lot of fight in them. I just think that they're gonna they've got enough talent. They've also got a Thaddeus Young and a couple other players that they can flip for another guy if they see an opportunity. I think a lot of these teams in the you know um, eleven to fifteen range in both conferences are gonna be looking to offload any talent that they have that it's like, oh wow, we only lost that game by by eight. We better get rid of this guy. He had twenty. You know, we want to tank. We gotta we gotta um, solidify this, you know what I mean? Oh, I totally do. I totally do. Um last team I want to talk about because I have him at six and, and I know you're gonna have him higher, but is Cleveland. Um yeah, the Mitchell trade kind of worked out great for their timeline. You know, you got Mobley, obviously. You've got Jared Allen. Um, I think, too, is when you look at Darius Garland now being able to play the real point guard role, he doesn't have Colin Sexton looming over his shoulder and that, you know, very score-heavy prioritization of a guard. Garland, we obviously know, can score, but that's not his favorite part of his own game. They also have depth. They brought Ricky Rubio back. I really like this team. And, Tom, if it wasn't just for the star power, and obviously I have Miami higher than you do, so we we have that caveat already in place. But if it wasn't for, I guess I'll say, the track record in their case and also the talent of the rest of this conference, I would easily have them higher. I have to tell you, I really wrestled with this 6, 5, and 4 spots. Yeah, I actually have the Cavs at 4 um, just above the Raptors and Sixers, uh, I just think that they're young and they're they're gonna take. It's another thing that you got to keep in mind, Sean, which is what I did with making these picks. Is you go with the young teams for more wins that have that kind of talent because they're gonna take the regular season more seriously, in the most part. You know what I mean? No, like, you're 100 percent right. You're looking at teams like a Miami or a. 76ers or even your Brooklyn Nets and it's like they may rest guys and just throw away a game here and there the Cavs aren't going to be doing that the Grizzlies aren't going to be doing that teams like that you know what I mean I'll push back a little bit on part of your 
point there, but I do understand the overarching premise is that, yeah, I mean, Cleveland, listen, they are, they want to have home court. They want to be able to be a high end seed. They're also a pretty young team, obviously Levert who gets hurt every year, but he's in a really good spot now because he can come off that bench and play that microwave guy who just scores points, doesn't really look for other guys and he can get hot from time to time. Um, but yeah, that rounds out my six. You have them at four. So Tom, do you want to just roll through your five through one? Yeah, my five through one is Sixers at five, Cavs at four, Brooklyn Nets at three, Boston Celtics at two, and the Milwaukee Bucks at number one. Yeah, so I'll flip with the order a little bit. I have my Brooklyn Nets at five. I have the Heat at four, as we talked about. I have the Celtics at three. I have the Sixers at two, and I have the Bucks at one. Okay. I mean, listen, we could just get the Sixers out of the way. I think they have the talent to be the number two overall team. I think injuries are going to get in their way. I I just, Embiid's been unhealthy too long to not miss some time, and I think that's going to make them slide down to the five seed. I do think that they are a title title possibility team. Don't get me wrong. And I got to see it with Harden. I'm sorry. You can't fucking tank two and a half years in a row and then just have me put you as the two seed. That's just how I am. I don't disagree with you on that. I obviously have witnessed the Harden free fall firsthand, how good he was when he first got to Brooklyn. That was and fun, was right? Disinterested, and that was it. Wait, listen, he, he was the single reason why the Nets were as good as they were in the regular season in the 2021 season um, until his hamstring gave out. But after that, what he did was just shameful. Um, Embiid, yeah, obviously the injury concerns are always there. But I'm looking at this team's depth, man, and it's really, really high. Remember, they got P.J. Tucker. They still have Thibel. Tyrese Maxey, in case there is an injury to, oh, let's yeah. say, Harden. Tyrese Maxey is a star. He's He might he could be a superstar on a different team. You still got Tobias Harris. They brought in Montrez Harrell. You got Daniel House. You've got Korkmaz. They brought in DeAnthony Melton, who I really, really like. And you got Georges Niang, too. I mean, this is a really loaded team where I think even if they do sustain an injury, they can still rack up a lot of wins. Yeah, no doubt they can. It's just I think Embiid is the thing that makes that wheel turn, and if he if he misses thirty games or whatever, it's they're gonna slide a little bit. I'm kind of banking on that, or them resting him and taking a slide that way. Um, but again, we're kind of in agreement with where all these teams are gonna be separated by a few games, so it kind of really just matters. You have number one, the Bucks. I have the Bucks. I just think that this team. You know, it's a juggernaut, and they would have beaten Boston, in my opinion. I'm not taking anything away from the Celtics, but if they had a healthy Middleton, I think they win that series. I think they win the finals, or they at least have a really good shot at it, Um, because I don't know what the hell that team was going to do with Giannis. Um, Celtics, I could have seen them going number one, but I I think the loss of their head coach, who kind of single-handedly won everybody over from the second half last year as one of the best coaches in the league... I think the loss of him and him flipping his reputation, three you know, 180 degrees backwards, um, is really going to cost them. Um, but I do like their depth. Uh, the loss of Gallinari really, really does hurt me, and I think it hurts the team because I wanted to see him play on a good team. Um, but I do like the Brogdon pickup. I think he's a, uh, as long as he can stay healthy, which obviously is a is a huge as long I think he's a much more consistent and better version of Derek White Derek White's best games are Malcolm Brogdon's every game yeah and they still have Derek White so there's really good depth in the backcourt there um 
you know, the, the, the thing for me is why I picked him third and I probably would have had him second if it wasn't for the fact that Robert Williams is probably going to be out till around Christmas. Um, not saying that that's going to cost them a lot of games, but it might cost them just a few. Not to mention Horford is old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, Horford's old, and they're gonna they're gonna not you know burn burn him at both ends. They need him like he was in the postseason last year. But you know the thing about this team to me, Tom, is that they know now what it takes to get to the finals. And I do think individually, both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to have unbelievable years. I do think also that, Hey, maybe Blake Griffin plays a little role early in the year, right? With, with, um, Williams Warford on a pitch count and Williams out. He might, he might be able to put up a couple of big games. He kind of ran out of favor with the nets, but I think there's a, still a stretch in him where he's a good complimentary player and he plays great defense still. Yeah, no doubt. I, I agree with you. I think this team needs to sign a center, maybe a Dwight Howard, crazy enough to say, just somebody to spell Horford because Griffin's a great player, but he's not a true big man. No, no, he's not. And Jalen um, Brown, let's hope he learned how to dribble and dribble in the offseason. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, he, he still was their best player in the finals. Um, let's let's talk, talk your Nets. My, yeah. Let's talk your Nets. For me... I, I'll, I'll briefly go first because this is your team. Listen, the only thing I will say, we know the roster. I love Seth Curry. The addition of Royce O'Neal and TJ Warren I think was massive. Patty Mills coming back. Uh, Joe Harris, I, he's healthy, right? Uh, we thought so. Uh, he's going to miss opening night. That ankle's still giving him a little trouble, and you know how the Nets are with their releasing injuries. They're at the fucking Yankees over here. Yeah. Uh, well, healthy-ish. Um, you got Morris as well, who I really like. Um, I think he's good on a good team, annoying as fuck on a bad team. Um, I mean, you got to talk about two guys. I think as long as Durant stays healthy, he's Kevin Durant. He's a top probably six player of all time, top ten for sure. Um, you can deb- we could debate that on another pod. Um, as long as he stays healthy, he is Kevin Durant. We got to talk Ben Simmons. We got to talk Kyrie Irving. Ben Simmons, I mean, he's another guy, even more so than James Harden. You got, I got to see it, man. Of course you do. We all do. Yeah, and then and Kyrie Irving. And then Kyrie Irving, for me, it's like, oh well, he's going to be motivated this year, and da da da, because he's in a contract year. Ky- we. We've seen this story before. It doesn't matter the time, the circumstance. This guy is the most volatile superstar, and you know I love him, and you know he's one of my favorite players when he's on the court, but he is um, an anomaly. So that's what I'm going to say about that. You go head in on your nets. I do like (laughs) the depth that they picked up, though. I will say that. Yeah, I think I I do too. Um, So the reason I have them sitting at five is I do think there's going to be a little bit of a rough patch early, um, especially if Curry, who's not ready to start the season, misses some games. Obviously, they're going to try to define roles. They're going to try to define lineups. But this is where I'm going to push back a little bit on your point earlier about how some of these teams are going to rest guys. The Nets have tried that strategy the last few years, and it's cost them in seeding. And it's cost them in continuity, which ended up costing them in the playoffs. I still think in 2021, if none of those guys, if Harden and Kyrie got hurt, I think they waltzed to the finals. But last year, clearly, they were disjointed the entire season, guys in and out of their lineup. And it wasn't necessarily a talent thing. They just didn't have it together. And but that's, Kevin, 
that's a that's a big difference between Chris Paul taking off a night here and there on a back to back and Kyrie Irving refusing to play because of the vaccination thing and and James Harden's head up in the clouds. That we but, I wouldn't even part, compare the two. I'm not comparing them, but what I'm saying is is Kevin Durant's big point of contention when he came back and spoke at Media Day was how they felt that they had earned the right to just take nights off and pick and choose when to play. I agree with you. If they're 30 games over 500 and solidified into the one or two seed, they're not going to break their backs. But what we've seen is that they were okay with being the seven seed last year and just thinking that pedigree alone would get them to win. And they got swept out by a much hungrier and much more put together Boston Celtics team. And Kevin Durant spoke about that at media day saying that there's a difference between even those Warriors teams that even though they took nights off too, they were very much held together. This is different. You don't have the vaccination issue. You don't have a couple of the other pieces of drama over the last couple of years. But this team needs to be together. I don't think that you're going to see in the first couple months them taking a bunch of random nights off. I think that they're going to try to be as together and cohesive as possible so that they can later on in the season for a load management day take one. Um, I, I agree with you. Take any of those days. I agree with you, and that's why I have the Nets as a three seed. Um, uh, for the other teams, I I think it's a totally different situation. I think the Nets you got to put them, put them in the corner, separate from the other twenty nine teams. I think that they need to play together as much as possible. Um, now if they do get off to that early slide, um, who gets fired first, Tibbs or Nash this year? If either. Oh no! If things go bad and 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 the star players are playing really well and they're healthy, but they're the lineups are not set. I mean, Kevin Durant already requested Nash to be fired. I think Nash is, he's not officially on the hot seat, but if things get off to a bad start and they're like six or seven games under 500 and they're not playing well against, because even when they started off, I think it was 21 and six last year, they were barely beating bad teams. Like they needed a Durant 50 piece to beat Detroit when Detroit hadn't won in four weeks. Like that shit can't happen this year. Yeah, no, I, I see a lot of minutes. I think we're going to look up in the in the quarter mark of the season, and you're going to see a lot of minutes for your main guys, and that's that's not a bad thing. I, I, I think Kyrie, honestly, is going to have a big year. I don't know if it has to do with the contract or proving people wrong or whatever. I just think, you know, eventually – if you flip a coin long enough, it's gonna land on the it's gonna land on the opposite side, right? I know that everything is an individual bet, and that's that's not a way you should look at it. But at some point, that 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 heads is gonna come up instead of tails, right? Yeah, I think so. And also, just to push back a little bit on the narrative, I know Bill Simmons talked about the 2018-19 season where Kyrie was in a contract year and didn't didn't give his whole heart. The only difference that Simmons didn't mention in that part, and this is not me wishful thinking, this is I've you I've literally done fucking hurdles, jumping jacks, all these obstacle courses to try to defend Kyrie through his, you know, really tumultuous tenure in Brooklyn. But he's not gonna have a max contract waiting for him at the end of this season like he did with the Nets in twenty nineteen. You know, he even admitted as much of his media day. I thought, you know, the Nets media day was super transparent, which needed to happen. And Kyrie was like, there were other options, but not many, you know, like there weren't many teams that were willing to give hardly anybody. I think the only reason the Lakers might have parted with the two future firsts was literally just because LeBron wanted them. 
I don't think that there was a team out there that was willing to give Kyrie a max contract. And I think that's what's different from this circumstance than where we were four years ago. Uh, you could be very right. We're going to see. Kyrie Irving is a, is a weird guy. Who do you have in the Eastern Conference Finals? I have the Milwaukee Bucks, and I have the Boston Celtics. I have your Brooklyn Nets, and I have the Milwaukee Bucks. Who do you have going to the finals? I got Milwaukee. Boring pod. I have Milwaukee as well. You know, I just don't know how you can go against them. Uh, and unless an injury happens, like, you know, two years ago with Harden and Irving and last year with Middleton, if this team is fully loaded, I mean, they're everything you want. No doubt about it. Let's move over to the other side, the Western Conference. Um, the bottom of this, t- it's going to be a straight-up tankathon, even more so in the West than the East, I think. Um, my bottom from 11 to 15 was tough to to make it, but here's how I got it. I got the Spurs, Jazz, Blazers, Thunder, and Rockets. I have all those teams just in different order. I have the Thunder at 15. I have San Antonio at 14. Houston at 13. It might be fun to watch a little bit. Also volatile. Utah, awful. Portland, 11. Portland is a good pick at 11 just because they. I think they're going to decide to tank a little bit later than the rest of these teams just because they mm-hmm. still do have a superstar player and some, some decent talent around them. And, Anthony Simons uh, and a few other players. They signed uh, uh, Nasir Little to a contract extension today. Yeah, I think that they're going to be a respectable team at least for the first half of the season. Um, Thunder for me, the only reason why I don't have them further down is just because I think they have a lot of talent on that team, and it's like, especially Shea Gildas Alexander. It's like, what are they going to tell say that he's hurt the first game with a Fugazi injury? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I'm mean, saying they, you know what I mean good. a lot today. I'm going to call myself out on that bad, bad. You really, that has been your that has been your catchphrase for this NBA pod. Uh, they have no incentive to win at all. No, I agree with you. I just think the Jazz and the uh, and the and the Spurs are just, just have less talent, and they have no incentive to win either. Um, Rockets, Utah, definitely not. But just real quick on the Jazz, Tom. I think I do think there's a world where Sexton just goes off and unfortunately wins them a few games and then you're obviously looking at when do they trade Clarkson and Conley but you know but you know Sexton scored his handful of buckets averaged I think 25 one season and the Cavs were still a top five lottery team so Sexton's a lot of empty points Um, but the Rockets are the interesting team for me I don't think they're good enough to win games but I think what's the guy's name that they drafted I see his face right now with the number Jabari Parker no, Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith. You got me halfway there. That's all I needed. Jabari Smith. <laughs> I think he's going to make a tremendous impact, maybe not scoring-wise, but I think he's a great 3-and-D guy. And I think Jalen Green is going to be an absolute. Between him and Anthony Edwards, I think he is. they are throwback two guards to an era that I look upon fondly because it was like my upbringing, but to your Kobe your T-Mac, your Vince Carter, your mm. Stevie Francis, those those two guards that could jump out of the gym and just just get buckets. Uh, a lot of the, uh, outside of Kobe, a lot of those players weren't winning players, but they were a lot of fun to watch. Oh yeah, no doubt. I agree with you on that, comp. All right. So, 
not much to say there. Um, I would like to watch the Rockets a little bit this year and just the Blazers for um, for Dame, but outside of that, I'm not going to watch any of these games if I see them coming up. Let me ask you the Dame question that you asked me about, about Beal. Is this finally the year he asks out? No, I think Dame is even more solidified than Beal, really. Dame is the guy there. Beal, I feel like, is such a second banana. Like, even the year that Westbrook was in was in Washington, I feel like the fans embrace Westbrook more than they ever have Beal. Yeah, Beal just doesn't have the kind of alpha personality, right? Dame does. Yeah, he doesn't have the juice at all. I, I just think he's comfortable in Washington, and they gave him the bag, and that's why he's there. I think Dame legitimately likes to be the, the head honcho. Me too. Me too. But I do think he'll hit a crossroads at some point where it's like, do I want to be known in this era as just the guy that didn't win? I, it, these superstars are under such impossible circumstances, dude. Like when you just think about it, not to go on a whole tangent, but like if we, if they decide to stay and be loyal to the fan franchise that drafted them, we call them losers and, and shit on their legacy. But if they if they leave and force their way out, they're pariahs or they're title chasing. It's like these guys can't win. No, yeah, they they, they really can't earn in all that money. And only playing what two out of every three games? It's tough, tough life. I feel. But no, you're right. You're right. I agree with you. It is quite a catch twenty two, especially from the old heads that used to play. That are the old former, the veterans that used to play in the league. You used to look at guys way before player empowerment, where it's like, oh, isn't that a shame that he was stuck there his whole career? And now it's just like you can do anything you want to get the fuck out. Why aren't you? Yeah, no, you're right. All right, 10 through 6, I have 10 Kings, 9 Mavs, 8 Pelicans, 7 Lakers. Uh, mm. And then we'll do the top 6 later. Okay, uh, I have the Kings at 10. I think they could be a really fun team. Um, but I have the Lakers at 9. I don't see this going well at all. Um, at all. And then I got Dallas at 8. Uh, they're kind of that middle-of-the-road team, right? And then I got Minnesota at 7. I just think they're going to win a lot of regular season games. But it sounds like you think they're going to win even more than I do. Just a little bit more because I have them at six. I think Gobert is going to completely change that team, and he's going to clean up a lot of cats' messes in the regular season. When it comes to nut crunching time in the in the postseason, we'll we'll talk then. But in the regular season, I think he's going to clean up a lot of messes. For me, yeah, Kings are going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I think that pick and roll with Sabonis and uh, De'Aaron Fox got really interesting. This team's got talent, man, and I think this is finally the year where if you want to call the play-in game the playoffs, they finally break the curse. Well, just look at what they have. I mean, like, you've got Davion Mitchell. You've got Keegan Murray, who they drafted, who already in preseason has looked looks like super a stud. Good. Yeah, you've got Malik Monk in there. Rashawn Holmes is a really good center. Like, obviously, you've got Barnes, and you brought in Kevin Herter. Like, this team doesn't suck. This team does not suck, and they are – head and shoulders above 11 through 15 for me. I, I think it would be, uh, barring massive injuries, it would be an absolute travesty if they finish past 10th. Oh, I agree with you. Uh, if they're if they're out of the play and something went terribly wrong. So I got the Mavs at 9. You have the Lakers at 9. Not much of an argument here for me. I ha- you have the Mavs at 8. Uh, just for me, I think if you have somewhat of a healthy Anthony Davis, I just find it hard to believe he has two bad seasons in a row. I mean, not like I have the Lakers going crazy and I have them as a two seed. I got them as a seven seed. So they're still in the playing game. So there's not much to say here. I just think LeBron's going to be able to do what LeBron does. I mean, it's like Brady. 
Except for this year, Brady. No, it's not <laughs> because Brady hasn't gotten hurt. LeBron's gotten hurt the last few years, Tom. Even their championship year in the bubble. Prior to that, he missed time. Sure, I mean, but I think time. I think he's going to do enough to draw. I'm not arguing that they're going to be a three seed here, dude. They're still going to be in the play again. They're going to be a little bit better. You, but when you say LeBron's going to do what he always does, then you're copying him to Brady. Brady's never hurt. LeBron has been hurt. And then the other thing with Davis, like, I I need to see it. When he did play last year, he wasn't very good, and he is always hurt. I mean, you mentioned Embiid earlier, and that's a fair point of worrying and making your pick with the caveat of him always possibly getting hurt. Well, I don't think there's anybody more that you could fill in that role than Anthony Davis. Completely agree, and that's why, again, I have the Lakers as a 7 and not as like a 3. We both have them in the play-in game, so yeah. we'll have to see. Well, and, and the over- do you think this— Oh, I was just going to ask you, when do you think this Russ and yeah, Beverly was... and Schroeder thing finally blows up? <laughs> that was um, that was what I was going to ask you. I mean, I, I saw a Bleacher Report either yesterday or today that Russ was, um, I don't know the word, but accepting or receptive to his role coming off the bench. Um, we'll see how long that lasts. It, it's not going to last long. Beverly just, Beverly is just... He's a dog to a bone when it comes to talking shit, so he can't keep his mouth shut. He won't be able to do it. He's like Draymond. He just can't help himself. No, he can't. Um, They brought in, I forgot, they brought in Thomas Bryant, Lonnie Walker. They drafted Scotty, or they brought Scotty Pippen Jr. in. They have Kendrick Dunn back. These are all names where I'm just like, I don't know how anybody can put like the rose-colored glasses on. And the be one, like, oh yeah, if things break right. This is a top four or five team. The one signing they made from the since the bubble season that I actually liked was Malik Monk, and he's no longer on the team. Yeah. Yep. I agree with you. Mavs, honestly, for me, I feel like you're going to agree with me. I just feel like a lot of other teams got better and they got worse. I do agree with you. Losing Brunson's a big deal. I know Simmons talked about it on his NBA over under pod with House and Rosillo, but uh, it's it's true. Like they, that's a big loss because he made a great point, and I felt it watching last year. You know, Luke is such a ball dominant, incredible player, but he's not the easiest to play with, and Brunson did that well. And I know Dinwiddie played really well when he came over in the trade last February, but this was a guy that was, you know, the Wizards were doing anything they could to get rid of him. So is he going to be what he was in the second half and into the playoffs with Dallas, or is he going to go back to what he was in the first half with Washington? Completely agree. I mean, listen, Luka can get his 35, but then who's going to score the rest, because I'm not doing math tonight, who's going to score the rest of the 110 points they have to get to to win an NBA game? You're also relying on guys like Davis Bertans and Maxi Kleber. Exactly. you You know, that's tough. I mean, those guys are cool when they're six, seven, eight off the bench, but they're not cool when they're, you know, four, five, and and you're six man. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, you're also looking at, you know, the one uh, the Christian Wood trade to me. I'm like that guy is that's just throwing like an absolute like grenade into into a bunker. Like I don't like him at all. No doubt. I I think he's another guy where he would be a lot of fun on like. I don't know the Jazz or the Spurs right now because it'd be he'd be he'd be fun to put in a daily lineup because he'll get you twenty five and and ten rebounds but he'll be pissed he didn't get thirty you know that's the type of player he is. You could see him and Jason Kidd probably you know having a couple of arguments on the sidelines but I also do like Reggie Bullock I like Dorian Finney Smith obviously Tim Hardaway Jr. but yeah this is a middle of the road team playing team. 
No doubt. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, let's see. What other teams? Pelicans. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. I could flip-flop them with the Mavericks and the Lakers and put them at seven. I think I might do that right now. I just think the Pelicans are better than – so I'm going to put the – I'm going to put the Pelicans. I have the Pelicans at eight. I'm going to put them ahead of the Lakers and move the Lakers to eight. Um, I have the Pelicans now at seven. Um, how do you feel about them? I think they're going to be uh, – if Zion can stay healthy with that team that they have, I think they're going to be really good. I think um, trading for – what's his face? Uh, C.J. McCollum was huge for them. Uh, I, I think this team's going to be a lot of fun. They're my fifth team. Uh, there you go. I like them. I like them a lot. I do believe in, in a healthy Zion this year. Um, but if he does need to miss a couple games, I mean, look at this team around him. I'll just rattle off this roster. You got Brandon Ingram, who is a legitimate bona fide superstar. Um, Devontae Graham, CJ McCollum, as you mentioned, Jonas Valanciunas, Larry Nance Jr., Herb Jones, all-world defender, Willie Hernan Gomez. They also have Garrett Temple, and they drafted EJ Liddell out of Ohio State, who I really like. So I think this team is going to be really, really good. I do as well. Um, you want to do six through one? Sure. Um, at six, Tom, you're going to maybe think I'm crazy. I have the Phoenix Suns. I don't think you're that crazy, bro, because I got them at five. Okay. Let's talk about the Suns then before we keep going up the line. So I got the Wolves at six, Suns at five. I got the Suns there just because I think this is this team didn't get much better. The Aiton thing is weird, to Very. say like the least. Um, this Crowder thing, why he's asking out, I don't really know. Uh, but I guess eventually, if not, he already did. But eventually, he's going to get traded. So that means you're going to have to move Cam Johnson up from a super guy off the bench to a guy you need to start. And CP3 got a year older, and this is a team that I'm really circling for. Not going to have that many regular season wins because they really need to rest CP3. Because I don't know what happened um, against – who did the fuck did they lose to? In the Dallas. They lost to Dallas in the second round, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just, I don't know what the hell happened with the COVID or whatever. The whole team had COVID. Two players had COVID. Chris Paul had COVID. I don't know, but uh, a switch was turned off in that series, and they completely lost it. So I, I think that they need to do a little R&R this season in order to gear up for what they think is a championship run. I think their window slammed shut. You know, there are things that I look for in every sport with every team when we're doing our previews. And one of those things is the feeling around the team from the year previous, the offseason, and heading into the season. Now, Boston, I still pick to be my second seed in the, or my third seed in the East because of the infrastructure and the fact that they did go to game six of the NBA Finals last year. And young talent. Tom, Phoenix. Lost by damn near 50 points at home in the game seven where DeAndre Ayton was not talking to his head coach and barely playing. I don't, whatever COVID shit happened, it happened. He lost by 50 at home to Dallas in game seven in a year where you were the number one seed. On the year on the heels of a year, you went to game six and coughed up a lead against Milwaukee in the NBA finals. Now you have you bring back Ayton, but you didn't really want to. Right. And now I guess him and Monty Williams are talking again. That's great. There was a whole, are we trading for Kevin Durant or not? There was that rumor going around. Oh, and by the way, the owner oh, yeah, the and is now selling the team. Um, the vibes around this team are not good. And just forget about that. If you wanted to strictly go off roster, 
obviously you have Chris Paul and Devin Booker at the top. What is DeAndre Ayton on this team now? Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, as you mentioned, Torrey Craig, Dario Saric, Landry Shamit, Bismack Biombo, Cameron Payne. When you're talking about that upper echelon of the West, I don't even think that they're anywhere near there. Their window slammed shut. You're 100% right. Yeah, not at all. They just don't have the talent. They don't have the talent to compete. And and Chris Paul is in a different phase of his career. And I just, I don't see it. Uh, unless Devin Booker takes a Kobe-esque step forward, I don't see it. I think he still could, and I think that they would still be struggling to be a top five seed. Absolutely. Wolves, for me, by the way, I have as my six. I have my the Suns. Where do you have the Wolves? You have them in the playoff, playing, right? Yeah, the Wolves are my seven, Phoenix six, New Orleans five. So for me, I, I think I like the Wolves better than I do New Orleans. I think that's the small, tiny disagreement we have. Again, we're arguing about like three spots here, really. Um, I just think Gobert is going to make it like he does every year in Utah. He's going to make a tremendous impact in the regular season. I think Edwards is going to take a step forward. And if Cat can do what he does, which is put up empty stats, they're probably going to be a little more meaningful than they were previously. Uh, so I, I just like the Wolves to finish a little bit higher in the sixth seed. Yeah, and that's totally fine. I, I'm not going to fight you on that. For me, it's more of a belief in what Zion's going to be and also having McCollum, who played really well down the stretch once he got traded over there, and obviously you know, knowing what Brandon Ingram is. So it's a, it's a good problem to have. I mean, two teams that have kind of been enigmatic the last couple of years are, are going to be looking a lot better, at least in the regular season, which is better for the league. No doubt, no doubt about it. I, I like your Zion point. As long as he can stay healthy, I think he'll be electric. All right, yep. four through one, because we pretty much named every other team there. Um, Clippers at four for me, Nuggets at three, Grizzlies at two, and the reigning champion Golden State Warriors, who cares what happened with Draymond, are number one. They're a machine. Yeah, you and I can flip-flop Memphis and Denver. I have Memphis Memphis 3 and Denver 2, but yeah, Clippers at 4. I'm buying the Kool-Aid, man. I, I mean, I really I like this team a lot, and obviously you do too. We both have them at 4. I mean, Kawhi, can you can you finally give us something? I think he does. Jeez. Paul George, come on. But then look at the rest of this team. Reggie Jackson, who had a great year last year. Robert Covington, Terrence Mann, Marcus Morris Sr., Norman Powell, John, John Wall, recovery. He's back, <laughs> baby. Zubach, Batum, Amir Coffey, Kennard, and Brandon Boston. This team's loaded. Yeah, there's the only the only concern I have, and I think you and I are both knotted up at four, so we're in complete agreement here, is is there enough basketballs to go around? I think there is. I think Ty Lue's a good coach, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think this team's going to be really good. Um, and actually, I'm just going to spoil it here. I have them going to the Western Conference Finals. Ooh, okay. I, I do indeed. not, but it's close. I, I have I, – I didn't do a full bracket, obviously, but when I was mapping it out in my head, I had them losing in the in the West semis. But you tell me that they're in the West Final. I would not be shocked because that would mean some things had to break right. But those things breaking right are very proven things, like Kawhi being a beast in the playoffs. These teams at the top end, just looking at this list right now, Sean, are so talented, and it is so top-heavy. 
No, they are. I mean, they are They are really setting, when you talked about the three tiers to lead off the pot, I don't think you could be any more right. And in the West, I feel like it's kind of on steroids because at least in the East, you could pretty much argue any order from six through one. I don't think you can order argue anything from four through one in the West. No, those are the teams. They're locked in. So Nuggets and Grizzlies, maybe they're separated by one game. For me, the only thing that scares me a smidge about the Nuggets is Porter. Mm-hmm. Is he going to stay healthy? Um, but you know what? I mean, Jokic, he won MVP last year, and he dragged a poo-poo platter of players to <laughs> whatever the hell they seed they were last year. I really can't remember. Um, and getting Murray back is going to be huge. I don't know when he's going to be back to, to himself, but should be sooner rather than later. Um, DeAndre Jordan on this roster is going to be huge. I think he's going to be first-team All-NBA. Just kidding. Um, but I just saw him when I was looking at the roster, and I had to have a good laugh at that. I didn't let you. I didn't even entertain you because <laughs> I was like, you know. But they know did. He's, he's doing a gimmick here, and I'm just going to let him do it. They did make some good signings, though. I mean, they Bones, did. but Ca- him, Bones is but there, but Caldwell Pope, Bruce Brown, your boy. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I think those are great moves. Bruce I even Brown, like Smith, who's on a new team every year, but I think he's a good contributor. And yeah, well, he's still playing, right? I mean, there must be a reason why all these teams are signing him. He, he's just not. Good enough to stick around, but I think he'll be good on this team. Um, I mean, Aaron Gordon. I, I think, I think Aaron Gordon's going to have a good year this year with some more talent around him, just being more open. And Bruce Brown. I mean, the guy, he must sweat more than anybody ever because he is just running around all over the place, and he's going to get so many layups. I mean, he could average f- 14 a game, honestly, and I wouldn't be shocked. And if you told me that all 14 were wide-open layups from, from Nikola Jokic, I, I, I'd i be like, yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, that's a, It's a great spot for him. I love KCP on this team. He's a knockdown shooter. Obviously, when Jokic gets double or triple teamed in the post, just toss it out, and he'll knock it down. So will Bones. And he's good uh, defensively, but- too. Yeah, he is. I just I just think that this team is so much better positioned to go on a sustained run this year and, and also help out Jokic a little bit so he doesn't have to do everything himself. Last year, he literally had to do everything himself. Oh, yeah, and the fact that he did so well. I mean, and Mike Malone is a great head coach, by the way, on top of that. He's a really good head coach, really good head coach. So what do you? How do you feel about the Grizzlies? I'm assuming you have them as your three seed. I have them as my two. I just think this team is so young; they're just going to go again all out. The only thing that concerns me is they've already got a Jackson injury, which that's like any holiday coming. It's just an annual thing. <laughs> I know, man. I know, and you know, there, there's obviously the jaw component where he plays with such reckless abandon, but. He's an unbelievable player. I just think that the depth of this team will serve them well. I mean, what were they, 25 and 20, 21 and 5 or something without without Ja last year? Um, and if, let's just say, L.A., the Clippers, that is, do need a couple games where they want to take some rest or they're not too concerned about being the three or two seed, they're fine with four, Memphis might be going for it. I mean, they were really fighting with Golden State last year. And then you've got, obviously, Stephen Adams and Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, uh, Tyus Jones. They get Danny Green in that trade with Philly. I, I think this team is fucking stacked, man. It is. They are just deep beyond belief. They're, they're a very so good team. so athletic. 
that's the other thing. Absolutely, very switchable, which is huge in this in this version of the NBA. All right, final team we're both going to talk about here. We're not going to have too many disagreements. We'll give them their flowers already as it is. It feels like we're back to um, when we first started recording. We were just crowning the Warriors every year, and we were right. Uh, number one, the Golden State Warriors. The Draymond drama lasted all of three days, four days. I don't know, but not very long, and I think they're going to be A-OK. I do too. And this uh, team, talk about depth, by the way. I mean, they're one of the very few teams that could lose a guy like Otto Porter and just be like, oh, yeah, by the way, Dante DiVincenzo and Jamichael Green, come on in. <laughs> Absolutely. Kaminga uh, is going to take a major step forward. Moody is going to take a major step forward, which are two of the major reasons why I have them finishing number one, because they can rest their proverbial big three, and everybody knows who it is because they've been the big three for what seems to be the longest out of any big three, um, and, and still win games. And Poole just got his extension. And by the we way, this, we, we didn't. Yeah, I was going to say we didn't even mention the second best player in the finals last year in Wiggins. No, we didn't. But I feel like we don't have to. And and they. It's they an embarrassment of riches. It is, and you've also got Moses Moody, who yeah, might have some minutes. You've yep. got yeah, and and Kevon Looney, who is a, who's a you know just a stalwart there. I'm interested to see if they get anything from James Wiseman. Uh huh. I mean, that's, that's the final. That's the final question. If not, I still think he's young enough and green enough to where he makes an interesting trade piece. And him, and if you pair him with a Moody or a Kaminga, I, I think you could fetch like a. Bradley Beal-esque type talent pretty easily. Yes, I agree with you. Absolutely, absolutely true. And they, that's the thing about them. Like they're kind of like the Dodgers um, uh, of the NBA. Where well, like they, the well, difference they, is they win. Not, they win. But what I'm saying is, it's just like, they, <laughs> they always have sign, talent. Next guy they up. They can sign anybody, but they can also trade for everybody because they're constantly developing talent. Too. Absolutely. So, like, you need that young talent to come in and help contribute on a championship team. You can do that. You need that young talent to package together for another superstar. You can do that too. Oh, and by the way, we'll sign anybody we want. So, I mean, it's it's an embarrassment of riches. I think this team is absolutely poised to win yet another one. Absolutely, and that brings us to our championship pick. Um, well, we'll do Western Conference first. I said I had Clippers on one side. I have the Warriors on the other side, and I have the Warriors going back to the NBA Finals. What about you? I've got Memphis and Golden State. There's that little bit of a rivalry. There's been some Mm -hmm. shit talking back and forth. Ultimately, I think Golden State goes. Okay. Um, I think both of our NBA Finals are Bucks, Warriors, Steph going going for cementing himself as a legit top five player of all time I think if he wins another title um and Giannis going to catapult himself into probably the top 15 um who do you think is going to win the title I have the Milwaukee Bucks I'm right there with you I think that they are going to they are going to avenge what in my opinion should have been theirs last year I agree with you. They, you know, we see these teams win in bunches. You get a lot of repeats, not a lot of three peats, but you do get repeats. And uh, I think they were poised to do that if Milton didn't get hurt. Again, not taking anything away from Boston, but I, I think they're ready to go this year. Bucks got a trade in them as well if they need to. Yep. All right. 
individual awards before we get the hell out of here and watch our Yankees knock on wood win. Are they playing? I think they're in a delay. Yeah, but. we we predicted that. Thankfully, um, you had some work move around on you, and we were able to get this in before midnight tonight. Yeah, it's in a delay right now. Okay, um, I guess we'll hang tight, maybe watch a little Monday Night Football. Um, MVP, who do you have? Jokic is back-to-back, right? He won back-to-back MVPs? Yeah. And, and Giannis before that. Giannis before that. It's hard to win three in a row. That's why I have... Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics winning the MVP this year. Wow. I mean, he got a taste of going to the finals last year. He was a man on a mission in the second half when that team pretty much never lost. I know that he was nursing an injury in the finals, which is why Jalen Brown was a little bit better than him um, in that Golden State series. But I just love this guy. He's really come into his own. He's been really good for a long time, but I think now he's entering his prime and I just feel really good about what he's going to do this year. So give me Jason Tatum as the MVP of the 2022-2023 season. Not a bad pick at all. For me, I think the voters, since the Russell Westbrook debacle, have gotten smarter um, or maybe just more scared to do anything (laughs) stupid. So they listen to other smart people. So I think it's okay if somebody has recently won to win again. I have Giannis. Okay. It's hard yep. to ever go against the, you know, who might be the best player. Right? And, and I think, I think honestly, he's going to earn it because I think he's kind of like a um, late, late first stage Cavaliers, early Heat LeBron, where he comes back and he's better at something every single time. Yep. So I think he's going to come back, and I don't know, maybe he's a better mid-range jump shooter. Maybe he added something else to his game, um, and he goes ahead and wins MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. Who do you have? For the defensive player of the year, it's going to be another Boston Celtic. I have Jalen Brown. Wow. Wing players back-to-back, and I feel like a wing hadn't won before um, before last year was smart in like a million years. I have Rudy Gobert, which is part of the reason why I have the Wolves ranked outside of the playing game. I think he is going to change this team so much defensively. He is. There's no question about it, and that's a that really, might be a voter fatigue thing, though. Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know how much different they look at that award as opposed to you know MVPs or whatnot. But yeah, I went I went wing. I mean, I just think you know Jalen Brown really really is an elite defender, uh, and I think Boston. Obviously, I know Udoka being out and gone is really going to suck, but I still think the identity of that team is entrenched in their defense and. He's an unbelievable defensive player. Rookie of the year. I don't know if this is going to surprise you or not, but I have Jaden Ivey of the Detroit Pistons. It is going to surprise me. I, what makes you think that? I just don't think he's going to get enough touches. Oh, I think he will. I think they're going to find a way where him and Cade are playing together, and he's and he's elite. And I think, you know, Cade, remember his knock at Oklahoma State was that he was a little too deferring at times. Like, he wasn't too alpha. He went alpha last year because the team around him wasn't all that great. I think now having another star young player around him is going to benefit him a lot. And Ivy, I think, is just a special talent. Okay, not a bad pick at all. You know who my pick is. I had him as my number one overall pick from the day I laid eyes on him last year. Although he'd probably be the number three pick in this up-and-coming draft, I have Paolo. Yeah. I mean, he just does so many things well. He does, and he's the number one overall pick. The money's obviously on him. Yep. Coach of the year. 
By the way, I just want to say I think this conversation would have been a lot more interesting had Holmgren not gotten hurt. For sure, no doubt about it. Especially because he was going to be on a tanking team and getting a lot of uh, a lot of good minutes. Which question did you ask next? Which Who's award? your coach of the year? I have Michael Malone of the Denver Nuggets. As do I. You do okay. I mean, if they're that high of a seed, uh, I think he's definitely going to win it. Um, I guess comeback player of the year. I guess they just erected this award, or maybe we did. It's Jamal Murray, right? The comeback player of the year? <laughs> yeah, you told me they had one, so I made it up. Jamal Murray. Gonna, I have Zion Williamson. Oh, there you go. Okay. And then yeah. a, an award that I know for sure actually exists. I don't know if comeback player of the year does, but hey, maybe they'll let us decide every year because we kind of invented it for the NBA. Um, most improved player. I'm going to let you go first on this one. Scotty Barnes. Can you be a lot more improved than what he was last year? I mean, yeah, he's a rookie, so you can't be more improved. That's what he came in as. <laughs> I think if he gets his shooting numbers up, he's going to be a, a real problem. I have Halliburton. Hey, he's going to talk about having the opportunity. Yeah. He's going to have it. That's his franchise. All right, Sean, that's the NBA season. Um, we both got the dubs winning. It, it, it honestly feels a little nostalgic. Um, no, wait, we don't. We have the Bucks. We both have the Bucks winning, but ah, we both yeah, have the Dubs going. Say, relax there. Yeah. We both have the Dubs going. That makes it nostalgic. Us making the same pick, and it's seeming like there's no argument against it. it makes me feel like it's back when we first started the pod. Um, who's winning tonight? You're making me do this on our NBA pod. God damn you. Well, what am I supposed to do? We're doing the next pod we do is after the game. Yeah. If they play tonight, I say the Yankees. Uh, if they do play tonight, I think the Yankees end up winning. If it gets pushed to tomorrow, I have a bad feeling because Bieber starts. Mm. So if they play tonight, it's Yankees. If it gets pushed to tomorrow, Guardians. Who's pitching tonight for the Guardians? Um, Savali. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think the Yankees, the Yankees win. I think the Yankees off. win either way. It's tough, man. I mean, being in the Bronx is always better. That's um, such a homer pick, by the way. Oh, yeah, no, picking the division winner of the, then the 99-win team with the home field is real homerish. I mean, come on, of course, the money's on the Yankees to win, right? I mean, that, you're not going out on a limb there. Uh, I would say if they were like a wild card team. But Yankees we'll shouldn't be in this situation, if that's how no, you want that to was a, that was a horrific uh, game, game three, uh, but we'll talk more about that. Um, but, yeah, I have the Yanks winning. I mean, come on, man, they, they got it. They got to do this. They cannot lose to the Cleveland Guardians. No offense. Well, eh, either way, it's going to be an interesting pot on Wednesday. Money, money performance by Cole yesterday. Oh, yeah. Just lock him up. I love it. You know what? We've been yelling at him. He delivered. He did. And and I don't want to hear any blasphemy from the fans. Won't hear any from me. Happy NBA, everybody. Tom, go Yanks. And everybody, we'll be back with you on Wednesday. Go Yankees. Please play tonight.